Hey, what's up, y'all? You know who it is. Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, creator, host, and I'm here to present the 50th episode, monumental episode of the Shoot That Shit. Shoot the shit. You get the shit. Hey, what's up, y'all? Good afternoon. It's Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius, founder, creator of the STS Podcast. And man, this is going to be episode 50. Shooting the shit for the last 49 episodes with you guys has been so, um, God, it's, it's been amazing. I can't really even put into words what it means. Episode 50, we're here. Got a great, great podcast for you guys today. Got two special guests on today. And man, I just want to give everybody a big thank you for um, for supporting last week's episode. Twenty five is too young. Fifty five minutes of, per- of perfection. Um, speaking on the loss of a, of a cousin of mine. Uh, speaking on the Undertaker's retirement. Uh, we had Caveman Contreras. Uh, show us some love, y'all. Less than twenty four hours after his national television debut on ESPN, his big victory got on ESPN. He gave us the opportunity to have another. Um, sit down interview and it was awesome. It was uh, we did a lot of great numbers on Instagram uh, live. Uh, big that's one of the blessings right now with COVID. We have to you know we're doing things different. It forces us to be uh, more creative and uh, think uh, think out to the box a little bit. So to have Miguel come on was awesome. Again, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, returning listeners, the show is nothing without you. I've been saying that since episode two. This show is nothing without the people um, who keep coming back and refer to the new listeners. So new listeners, thank you. If you haven't yet, please follow us on STS Podcast 661 on Instagram and Twitter. All the updates are on there. Um, Trying to get as much exclusive content on there just to, you know, have some type of incentive for the people. If you'd like to purchase an STS Podcast shirt or an STS Podcast hoodie or a DJ EC3 shirt and hoodie, um, you, um, you'd be more than happy to follow us on there and just send us a DM with your order. They're only $15. Hoodies are $25. Every time you buy um, a shirt or a hoodie, you're going to be put into a raffle for um, three free hours of services. And once we get enough, um, about 10 orders or so, we do the raffle, okay? So I appreciate everybody still supporting the podcast, still showing love. Um, again, y'all, this is just something for me to um, really speak on what affects me in my life and what's going on in the world that um, I have, you know, opinion on. And that's all it is, just an opinion, not trying to change your perspective or your beliefs, you know. We could always, um, I'm not really you know, married to all my ideas, so sometimes if I'm wrong, people let me know, if I'm um, doing something that's out of my character, people let me know, I'm not perfect, so it's really been a blessing to have an outlet like this, not a lot of people um, have an outlet that doesn't podcast to really speak their mind and just let everything out, Um, so I really appreciate that. You guys want to continue to listen? Feel free to leave us a review. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any social media, any uh, podcast platform. I guarantee you that the STS podcast is going to be on there. So we're going to continue this. We're going to continue pushing forward. Fifty episodes is a lot. It's a monumental number, and I'm really proud of that number. I'm really proud of the content that we're providing for the masses. Um, I'm getting more, you know, I'm getting more opportunities to have guests on the podcast. I'm getting more opportunities 
to speak on um, things that I think that are really important to me and just kind of getting my my beliefs out there just trying to maintain that um that consistency that's so important when we're doing you know podcasts such as these and today's podcast is actually sponsored by a local filming company in Bakersfield California called the Starsky Films they specialize in filmmaking cinematography photography editing um, if you're an upcoming artist, they do music videos, video services, short films, video promos. If you're looking for somebody to capture your special day, your wedding, they actually also do weddings, y'all. So, again, it's really important with the platform that we have at the STS Podcast um, to have sponsors you know, from local businesses. Uh, and if you do have a local business and you're looking for some type of way to um, put that on in the digital media sector... The Starsky Films also do commercials. Again, y'all, the Starsky Films is out of Bakersfield, California. Creative director Freddie Valdez is the owner, and he's the one that uh, is blessing us at the STS Podcast with the sponsorships. Sponsorships help so much um, with our daily functions, our daily operations. And it's a, it's opportunity for um, everybody to win, for everybody to uh, get an opportunity to get their name out, to get their business out. So again, um, if, if you're an up-and-coming up artist, the Starsky Film specializes in filmmaking, cinematography, uh, photography, and editing. Let's get you those music videos. Let's get those right, the short films. Anything that you have a vision for, the Starsky Films is going to make it happen. And uh, I've seen Freddie's work. It's awesome. He's been um, he's been a guest in my other podcast. Uh, real good guy, and he's going to make sure that Anything that you've envisioned is going to come to life. It's going to be captured. Uh, again, it doesn't have to be just filmmaking. It could be photography. It could be something you're working on. You want him to edit that. He'll do that. Um, he's a master at his craft. And so, again, this podcast is sponsored by The Starsky Films. You can reach out to them. I believe they're YouTube and Instagram. Let me get that information for you guys real fast here. It's going to be at The Starsky Films. Films, and that's going to be on Instagram and YouTube. And the Starsky is T-H-E-E-S-T-A-R-S-K-Y. And that's, you can follow them on Instagram. They are available on YouTube if you want to see their work. Again, if you guys know anybody who would like to sponsor a podcast, I promise you, for the price we're charging, y'all, it's worth it. Um, We have thousands of people looking at this podcast, looking just at my social media platform, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, doesn't matter they're looking so um it's really important to get those eyes you guys are you know the sponsors who are uh blessing me with the sponsorship they're having an opportunity to probably be seen by someone who hasn't uh, been exposed to them yet so that's what the platform's for it's really um important that we're able to uh uh put the spotlight on local businesses especially right now during this pandemic with covid business is scarce right now and that's all businesses doesn't matter what it is it's scarce um gigs are hard to find right now so if you have anybody who's local who needs to be seen um who you know maybe a lot of people are not um really sufficient with technology they're not tech savvy so in any way i can help you guys i'll be more than happy to do it um these promotional companies these telemarketing companies they charge hundreds and hundreds of dollars they have different tiers of their services not here y'all we're doing this for a small price the only thing we're asking for is um just be genuine just be great at what you do and believe in the podcast 
like I believe in your product, and I believe in the Starsky Films. Um, we're gonna have more sponsors actually inquiring, so hopefully we have more sponsors in the future. Again, this podcast is gonna be sponsored by the Starsky Films, y'all. Shout out to Freddie, I really appreciate it, man. It's it's really important that um, we have sponsors, and we're gonna continue doing the STS podcast. What episode fifty, you guys? We have two special guests on. Uh, Gabriel Bossy, he's from Chicago, Illinois. He came out to Foothill High School, um, and you know it wasn't the way that we envisioned it with his um, Foothill career, his basketball career. He did; he wasn't able to play. He was ruled ineligible. Nothing to do with grades. Nothing to do with his character. It was just the way the rules were set up, and, and they changed that rule. If the if he was playing in today's um, CIF rules, he would have definitely been on the floor all season, no problems. But he's making his return. He's he has committed to the uh, to Bakersfield College. Uh, he's going to be a part of the men's basketball team. He is a renegade now. So uh, he blessed me with the interview. Uh, just we're going to talk about that commitment. Uh, we're going to talk about his injury. He had a he had a, he had a bad groin injury that kept him out for the year. So he's um he's been he hasn't been playing um, organized basketball, but. Um, he's blessed. Not a lot of players could skip out a year and get back in the motions that can never happen. Not, not a lot of players, especially at that age, and they're going to be adjusted to a different type of speed, a higher competition, such as a JC basketball. It's going to be, um, he's really in a, in a good spot for him. He's a real lucky, uh, he's a lucky player. He's going to be able to, uh, bounce back. Um, with that year layoff, and it's going to be like he, like he hasn't missed a beat. So we're going to have Gabriel Bossy on. Um, in the podcast in a bit, and what we're going to do right now, y'all, we're going to have um, the first interview, and this is what I believe this this um, episode is going to be real special, I'm going to have my, my my nana, I don't call my grandma, she hates that, uh, my nana, she loves to come on, we're going to just talk about a little bit what family means to her, you know, um, her and my grand, my thought that Ernie have been married 53 years, and we have a small family, but Family's everything with us, so we're going to get a small glimpse of that. Let's give you some tears, some laughter, and um, we're going to have a good conversation with Nana. And I'm blessed that she was she was kind of skeptical to the idea. She's never done this before. Just anybody recording her conversation, she's, you know, she, she she's never had that done before. So I'm glad she um she said she'll do it, and, you know, we just another day at Nana's house. That's exactly what it is. And it's always a great time with Nana, especially with this. But during this COVID nineteen thing, it's been really uh, challenging for us to see my grandparents, and we're not used to that. We're so used to just being at Nana's house whenever we want to have dinner, just to hang out. So we're gonna have Nana on shortly. Um, we're not gonna have a STS uh, segment today, but just a few announcements, y'all. Let me just go back. Um, make sure you guys follow us again on the STS Podcast 661 on Instagram and Twitter at the STS Podcast 661. Follow us on all uh, podcast platforms and spread the word, y'all. Share share this, you know, whatever um, platform you have, whatever social media, share, you know, uh, spread the word. We're nothing without word of mouth. And it's it's going to be um, real interesting for the next few episodes. I want to give a big shout out to my guy Eddie Sanchez. He just announced yesterday that he's going to be making his national TV debut with Top Rank on July 14, 2020. Um, he's fighting out Cork in California. You guys know that we have Eddie on. We've been we've had Eddie on several times um, during you know 
the history of the STS podcast. So I'm really excited getting him back. Hopefully we get an IG interview with him soon. I know he's definitely going to bless us with an interview before and after. So we're definitely going to do that today. We're going to have, um, um, we're, I'm sorry, we're, we're definitely going to be doing that in the future. Um, and man, mask up y'all. Uh, I know as a DJ, I've been mingling a little bit. Me and my girlfriend went out to um, the zoo. So I need to practice what I preach a lot more. Um, it's getting dangerous again, man. A lot of places are closed down. Uh, California is going through, maybe going through another lockdown phase. So that's what's going on currently in the world, man. It's scary times. Um, I just hope everybody stays healthy. I know a couple people had COVID now. Just stay healthy, y'all. I hope you guys, um, if you guys do have it, please bounce back. Um, if you, I'm gonna probably get, I'm gonna get tested in the next few days. Uh, just to be safe. Just be on the safe side. And... Just crazy times, man. It's uh, unprecedented times. We're still, this isn't something that happens and we just get over in three months. It just doesn't, you know, it's not something that just, um, hey, we're going to deal with it for three months and we're bored of talking about it. We're over, we're over it. So it's going to disappear just because we want it to. It doesn't work like that, sadly. So make sure you guys mask up, take care of you guys, take care of yourselves. And, um, Let's get into this interview. This is going to be my interview with my Nana Sheila, and um, I hope you guys enjoy it. All right, y'all, this is Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius, and for episode 50 of the STS Podcast, I have my Nana Sheila here, and she's going to be my special guest on this monumental episode, and uh, Nana, say hello. Hello, everybody. How are you doing today, Nana? Fine, thank God. We're fine. It's hot. Yes, it is. <laughs> Very hot. Um, Nana, this is what I do. Um, this is called a podcast. This is, um, we just talk and the computer records everything we talk about. I'm glad you came on. We've done 49 of these already. You know, different p- people come in, sometimes boxers, sometimes um, just friends, sometimes uh, some of my basketball players, whatever is going on in the world at the time. Um, we just have them on the podcast and we just talk. Mm-hmm. So I felt like, you know, we wanted, I wanted somebody um, important to me on the 50th episode. So not that they want to do it. So I was like, I'll put Nana yeah. on there. Nominated me, huh? Yes. Great. So Nana, um, let's start real fast. Um, COVID-19 has been crazy. Oh, um, yes, it has. I haven't been able to see you. We haven't been able to see you. Just uh, say me, the kids and the grandkids. We haven't been able to see you a lot since February. So yes. now we're coming around a little bit more. We probably shouldn't, but you know, we can only stay. Wear your mask. We only stay. Yeah, wear your mask. We can only stay away for so long. How's COVID been? How you thought the Moderna's whole COVID thing, Nana? Oh, just hibernating here at the house and um, keeping busy. Tata's doing yard work. On and uh, just cleaning and just bonding together, which we already <laughs> bond for fifty-three years more, and. Um, it's just been, it, it's been kind of boring, no? It's boring, but you make it boring, you make it boring, but we have so much to do here. But my main thing is I miss my kids. I miss my great-grandkids, you know, my daughter, my son, everybody, my family. Yes. It's 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 not easy. It's not easy. It's not it's it's we're not used to I think we're so used to coming over all the time and mm-hmm. now and we're not the only ones going through this you know no. it's kind of everybody's kind of going through this right now so it kind of it's this year's been really weird it's been um, yes. 
we don't know actually what to believe anymore. It's been kind of crazy. It's kind of scary if you think about it. Yes. So hopefully everything kind of slows down. I know the lockdown. We just got another lockdown yesterday. So hopefully everyone mask up because certain situations like this, we can't come see our Nana. So mask up. Yeah. Um, and another thing too, Nana, you you know you have what they call these pre-existing conditions like diabetes and whatnot. So you're in a, you and Tata are in a high risk category too, you know. Yes. So uh, that's another reason why we really try to keep our distance, and it, it sucks though, you know. Yes, it does. So Nana, um, how many grandkids do you have? Great grandkids, kids, all that good stuff. Let's break that down. Oh wow. Um, my first daughter, Lorraine. I have my daughter, Lorraine, my son, Ernie, and, um, and my, you, my fat boy, my Baba, mm -hmm. my Clarissa, and my Erica, my grandkids. Mm -hmm. My great-grandkids is Jaden, I have three, Jaden, Cameron, and... Abriel, <laughs> mamacitas. <laughs> do, um, do you think when you're 15, 16, 17 years old now, you would have seen your family this, like, you have a beautiful family. Did you envision that? Like, you know how some people think that when they're younger, like, oh, my, my family's going to be like this. Did you picture your family as crazy as we are? Uh, or how did you picture your family? I don't know. Was that, is this kind of how you envisioned it? Uh, kind of, you know, I think so. Um, I brought my kids. They're good kids. Definitely. My grandkids, you know, and my great-grandkids. And um, they're my pride and joy. I love them. And uh, everything's different now. These years, you know, like when I was growing up. <laughs> oh, my God. Different, 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 you know. Definitely. You know, but... Um, That's what I wanted to... Actually, before we get into growing up, I wanted to do this too, Nana, because I, I, when I was 20 years old, I wanted to do this with my Tata Raymond. Like, this was, this was a project, you know, a veteran and get their life story. But, you know, he passed away. And we always said, damn, I wish I would have got Tata's life story. Mm -hmm. So I want to be able to have something like this, Nana, just for we could have your story on the podcast and just say 30 40 50 years from now you know and whatever happens in 50 years we can always look back at this and be like oh we know where nana's from we know where nana's life's from so when you grew up growing up nana where um where did you grow up your parents where did they come from uh my mom came from arizona my dad came from austin texas and um they used to come out here for the jobs in California. Salinas, Gilroy, Fresno, all those cities out there, little towns out there. What kind of jobs were they doing? Labor, mm -hmm. uh, farm labor, picking strawberries, grape, potatoes, and um, it was hard for them. It was hard for them. and. Uh, Matter of fact, we just found out that I just found out that um, they, when my mom come from Arizona, she met my dad over here, and that's how they got me. They knew each other for a couple of years, and then they got married, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
It was hard for them too. How was your childhood, Nana? Um, uh, we oh. weren't. We were okay. Not poor, like poor, poor. You mm -hmm. know. But uh, we were okay. My dad was a worker, and my mom, and we never went without. But of course, they had to pay bills. Definitely. We had five kids. They had five kids, and um, they dressed us, you know. But uh, it wasn't easy, you know. But we always had food on the table. Definitely. Always. Never went home hungry. What did one Too bit hungry? Definitely. What was one thing? Like, there's several things, but just one thing from your mom. Because I, I remember, we all remember, I remember Dr. Kuka, I remember Nalalia. What's one thing they taught you that you still think about to this day? Like, oh, I know what they're talking about now. You, the one lesson you learned from them, I guess, from both your parents. Say for a rainy day, they used to tell us that. And, you know, when you're young, you don't want to listen. Uh, you know, got married, and I said, nah. But then I learned, that's what my dad was talking about. And mom, save for a rainy day. Because the neighbors, you, the yeah. neighbors ain't going to give us money. Hey, <laughs> you know, give me, can you loan me 50 bucks? Yeah, definitely. You think so? Heck no. But anyway, always, they always said, save for a rainy day. You know. And, that's and a don't be, um showing off more than other people what you got what god gives you he gives you definitely you know and that's you always taught us too i remember one yes. time i remember one time you walked in my room and gave me this speech about all my shoes oh. like there's no need for all those shoes you just need i used to have one pair of shoes yes and the safe for a rainy day which i'm still trying to get a grasp on you know um excuse me when you said a lot of shoes when we started going to school we used to get Five dresses for the whole year, mm -hmm. and one pair of shoes, Oxfords, black and white, for the whole year. <laughs> and I used to polish them, polishing them up, you know. And but these kids nowadays, God, they got about 30, 40 pairs, pairs, pairs of shoes and shirts and I, oh yeah, my I, God, I threw away like twenty shirts the other day. They didn't fit me anymore. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. And Donna, did you guys all grow up? Was all in Lamont where you guys grew yeah, up at? Or Lamont and Arvin? We just grew up. We grew up in Lamont. There, the small town of Lamont. Everybody knew everybody. And everybody was nice neighbors. We played baseball in the, the street with our neighbors. Mm -hmm. And we had a good time. What was your favorite thing to do, Donna, when you were growing up as a little girl? What was my favorite thing? Oh, riding my bike. I was a tomboy. <laughs> Me and my brother, Chewy, you know. Um, yes, I always was in my the bike, you Definitely. know. Just. Do you have like dolls and all that good stuff? And yeah, I had dolls. Uh, I I. You didn't really care for that stuff? No, I had my record player, my 45s. What did you yeah. like to listen to back then? The I, Beatles. I know you. Locomotion. You, you taught us a lot of music growing up that I didn't realize I was learning. Yeah. All that good stuff. What kind of stuff did you listen to, Nana? The, uh, uh, you were, so you, you, were in, you, were, you were, I guess, old enough for that Beatles. Yeah, the Beatles. The Beatles mania to come uh -huh. around. Yeah. What was your favorite stuff with them? Like, what was your, who was your favorite out of all of them? 
Oh, God. I had a lot of them, you know. Just dancing. I like dancing and the Watusi and <laughs> locomotion. Mm -hmm. What did you, so you, and then, not did you say, would you, you, uh, you met Tata, what year was that? Wow. Well, I can say I met him in the summer, and I think I was, um, I think about 13. 13 years 12 old? 12 or 13 years old mm -hmm. at my friend's house. And uh, when I graduated from the eighth grade, he came to see me. <laughs> and I seen him from far away, and I said, oh, he's here, you know. But he didn't congratulate me. But it's okay. Uh, he's shy. Yeah, he was shy. He left. He's, he's still shy. And, um, <laughs> but anyway, that's how I met him. How did you guys start dating? Well, who, how, who, I guess who asked who I wanted to date first? When did I start? How did, the, how did that start? How, uh, who started, who asked who on a date first? <laughs> Where'd you guys go, Tata? To a park. To the park. <laughs> Lamont Park. Mm -hmm. How old were you guys on your first date? Uh, shy. He was. I was kind of shy. I knew him already, though. You know, we just talk and sit there and just talk and, you know, and then we go to. Sometimes we go to the show and sometimes we go to parties. The parties were nice. Mm -hmm. Not back then. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Dance. We always dance. You know. And. Uh, not like nowadays. Definitely, you know? parties are different. But it was different. nice. Everybody knew everybody. Everybody mm -hmm. knew everybody. You know. When did you first start take? I guess seriously dating Tata. Uh, like bringing him around, you know, bringing him around now. Tata saying, "Oh, this is." I guess your boyfriend. Well, actually, he never came around. My mom and dad didn't know him. Uh huh. Till we eloped. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody oh, knew we were going out, but shit. Okay. and my mom and dad didn't know him, you know, till we eloped. Okay, and what? Did you, how old were you guys when you guys got married? When you guys eloped? Uh, I was um, fifteen, and Tata was seventeen. And you had the exact date right there. What's the exact day of your anniversary now? December the twentieth, nineteen sixty-seven. Oh man, damn. That's a while ago, Nana. A lot of years, mijo. A lot of years. So, when, what would you say you knew you were going to marry Tata? When did you know, like, hey, this is... He was the right guy for me. How, how did you know that? Because I loved him. I felt something in my heart for him, and I wanted to be with him, and we, we got along good. You were so young. Yes. It's crazy how people you guys made decisions like that. Yeah. So young, but then nigga, 53 years later, you guys are still together, still here, still going strong. Yeah, a lot of people thought we were going to make it. Uh, she's getting out of the house. She's, nope. Ah, uh, she's pregnant. Nope. Mm-mm. We made it all this time. Nobody's perfect. We had our ups and downs, and uh, financially, too, you know, and, uh, but uh, we're still here, kicking. Definitely. Thank how, God. How was it the first couple of years of marriage, Nana? How was that adjustment? Because you guys tell us through all, all the time with just the little ranch you guys used to live on. How was that back in the day, the first couple of years? How rough was that? The f couple of years was hard. Tata was working in the ranch, and we moved in in a little tin house. 
small house. Yeah, describe the tin house. Now, I don't think people it, understand how small a tin house is. It was full. It uh, it was made out of tin, aluminum. Mm-hmm. And it had a bedroom and uh, the living room, the kitchen and the bedroom. The kitchen and the living room were together. The bedroom was a small room in the side, and then the little bathroom. But um, on the boonies, and I didn't grow up out there in the boonies. I grew up in Lamont, you know. Mm-hmm. I, first, I didn't like it, but Tata liked it. He liked out there the being but, out there. The middle of nowhere? In the middle of nowhere. No, that's okay, okay. Where the reservoir. Mm-hmm. It was a reservoir there. Okay, okay. Anyway, uh, that was our little house. And I fixed it up, and we cooked together, and I don't know how to cook, but I learned, and uh, went to parties, and just working. What was what were you thought to do at that time, like work-wise? He would work irrigating. Hmm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, his first and I would job. stay home. Okay. When you had Titi in 69, right? So two years later? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, Noah, she was born in 68. 68. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was that with your first kid? What was the challenges for, from from that? Wow, that was hard. I didn't know anything, you know. I just, oh, my mom helped me a lot and his mom, and it, was, it wasn't easy. But uh, yeah, back, back then... We didn't have these new pampers that we have now. We had, I had bird's eye pamper, diapers. Mm-hmm. You had to wash them. They were usable? Yes, <laughs> usable. And when they do dookie, um, I had to clean all that up. And ugh. But anyway, <laughs> and uh, I had a, one of those old fashioned washers, ringer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I did it. I did it. And. I hanged them. I used to hang them outside. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a dryer. Oh, it looked like they looked so pretty when they were all hanged out white, white, white. <laughs> you know, but uh, it wasn't easy. When did you guys move out the tin house? What was the next house after that? We moved in uh, to another ha- house where his mom used to live and dad, and um, they moved into town, so we stayed out there, and it was a big house. A living room, the kitchen, and two bedrooms. So that was okay, you know. Mm-hmm. It was my, and what year was that? I can't remember. So we move. Let's move on to my father, Nana. How you're a little bit older. Was that a planned something you planned for? Or is that just it just happened? Uh, this is 1970, mind you, people. Yeah. 1970. Yeah, we wanted kids. Yeah. We planned it, and we were young, and uh, at that time, we bought a house in Wilma Street, and that's where my, I brought Miho home to that house, and... Uh, we're still there. And you're still there. Oh, man. We're still at Wilma Street. We made that house famous. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. And... I guess you could say, what were the challenges too? Now you guys had, you guys were still young. You guys, Daddy, were twenty years old yet with two kids. What were the challenges that came with that? Having, you know, two kids so well, young. Well, we had two kids, and um, like I say, nothing's easy. Nothing's easy. Not that I had to work, 
working, working. Then when he, we moved to Wilma Street, he got into the roofing business and uh, he started roofing and uh, we bought that house and just, just paying bills. It wasn't easy. Back then it was, you might not think, oh, that's, it's not a lot of money, but it was a lot of money. How much was rent back then? $120 a month. Oh, man. That's how much we paid in our mortgage. Mortgage payment. Yeah, not rent. This is your mortgage you're paying yeah, for. Yeah, 120 and That was a lot, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, we did it and just, but I always remember back of my head, save for a rainy day. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a spender. You guys know that. Definitely. You know, save 10, 20 bucks. Throughout the years, um, you know, how was um, life? You know, thought you always thought there was out of town. When did Tata start going out of town? And I guess you could say you were kind of by yourself for during the week. Is that right? Yes, uh, a week. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. When did that start? Tata started working for uh, Brian, Tri-County. Uh -huh. And he was still in town. And then he stayed there a couple of years, and then he went to another company, Brian Organization. And he went out of town for about over eight years. And I was, um, it wasn't easy either. I was mom and dad to my kids. Um, we missed him, but he had to work. Mm -hmm. Bills had to pay, get paid. The kids were getting bigger, and they had you know, go to school and buying clothes and, and, um, was that hard being by yourself with the two yes, kids? It was hard. Uh, I remember going to my mom's house every morning at nine o'clock and nine o'clock back home. I, I, and I used to go down my in-laws too, but my, I went to Lamont a lot mm -hmm. and I, the kids joined baseball and I used to go out there. I met a lot of friends. And uh, it wasn't easy. And they, everybody knew me already. Here comes Sheila and the kids. Mm -hmm. Where's Ernie? Oh, he's out of town. Okay. But I I miss that part of, the part of me, you know. Definitely. But uh, he used to come home on Friday nights, then leave on Sundays. Sometimes he would leave on Mondays. But... Um, Eight years of that? Over eight years. How'd you guys, when did you finally, who cut that off? Who made, was that just something that we said no more of this or? Yeah. Well, they wanted to move Tata to Stockdale, Stockton. Stockton, yeah. And the company, and I said, no, I ain't going. We're going to stay here, get a job here, Ernie. This is too much already. I don't like leaving myself and the kids. Mm -hmm. We go to parties by ourselves. We go to baseball games by ourselves. Any function, go by ourselves. He didn't like that. But he had to work, and I understood that, you know. Mm-hmm. And the kids, I, they, they were getting kind of, uh, where's dad? You know, how long is it going to take stay up there? And They became aware. Yes. Definitely. They're going into high school and all this, so. Mm -hmm. You didn't want him to miss out on that stuff yeah. either, right? Yeah. That's what he regrets, that missing out on the kids. But like I used to tell him, you know, dad has to work. Dad has to work, you know. Get food on the table and send you guys to college. You know? 
And how was I guess the later years um, with the I guess I guess say the kids my my dad and Titi going to high school. How was that? I guess what was lessons that you learned from that period? Because mm-hmm. I know there sometimes they're handfuls. You know what, how did yeah. you how did you deal with them in high school, Nana? <laughs> well, Lorraine was she wasn't that bad. She wasn't bad at all. My daughter. Yeah, she's a little sneaker. She was yeah. <laughs> Uh, after many years, I found out, but um, yeah, but she was good. She was uh, always wanted to get a job, get a job, you know. And I go, you gotta finish your school, Lorraine. You gotta finish your school. You know, yeah. I go, we have your money for school. Nah, I don't want to go to college. Well, it's gonna be hard later on, mm-hmm. you know. But I am, I am very proud of my daughter. I am so proud of her. She's a hard worker. She's a hard worker. Came a, came a young woman and, oh gosh, she's, a, one time she had three jobs. Can I remember, you believe that? I remember that, Nana. Three jobs. I didn't even have one. Aye, aye. <laughs> I did, but not like, not like her. She's know? a hustler, though. She's a hustler. And um, I love her so much. I love her so much. And my son. Yeah, one time his dad took him to do a roof. Oh God, packed him lunch, everything. He came back and said, Mom, it's not for me. It's not for me, Mom. Oh God. Stay in school, mijo, stay in school. So that's what he did. He stayed in school. Mm -hmm. He stayed in school, graduated. From uh, Cal State. Cal State. Mm-hmm. He's retired now too. Retired now. Definitely. Oh, I am so proud of my son. I am so proud of him and my daughter. I am so proud of them. Definitely. What would you say, Nana? Was the biggest? Uh, and we won't go We won't go into details. But one biggest things you had to overcome, you and Tata, growing up, or even not even the last couple of years for. When you guys, the last 53 years, what's the hardest thing you guys have to overcome together? Not to say, you know, oh, we're not going to make it, but oh, shit, that's, we got to, we got to really strap our boots on and figure this out. Challenges, you know? Uh-huh, like? Just life. Was it just the beginning kind of not having all the money or supporting or being, thought of being out of town? What would be your biggest challenge you guys had together? Oh. Give me an example. Um, there's a lot of examples. Just say all the with just tough times, you know, or just when Tata when Tata Sam passed away, or your mom passed away. Oh yeah. What would you say would be a big challenge? You guys came, you guys came together, and you guys overcame it. You guys were there for each other, you know. Communication. Mhm. Yeah. Communication. Uh, we were there for each other. Um. I don't want to cry, but um, he was. I was there for his dad. He was there for my mom. Um, I was there for his mom too, and he was there for my dad. And uh, communicate a family, you know. How to important? United. How important is family to you? Very important. 
You know that. Mm -hmm. Family is very important to me. Um, sometimes you have good days and bad days. Sometimes family doesn't agree. But um, God is up there seeing everything. Definitely. I realize that too, Nana. When I, you know, I think when I, when we're younger, I think we see that, you know, you and Tata are older. So you guys have you guys have been through everything. You guys have yeah. gone through it all. But you guys lost your parents late in life too. You know, yes. you guys went through that at a at a, I guess at an older age. Tata was when Nana Rosa passed away. Tata was a little older now. Yes, uh -huh. When Tata Kuku passed away, yes. you guys were still older. You guys, that's when I realized. You guys are still going through stuff yes. too. Yes. I don't, I think people see, you know, our grandparents. Oh, they're they're done with life. They're not going through it yeah. anymore. Yeah. You guys still went through a lot when you guys were older. You know. Uh -huh. What was um? I know you you really you believe in God. You you believe in your faith. How how much did that um? How do I say this? Help you get through all that, the loss? Because we had a lot of loss in our family yes. too. You know. Yeah. How much did that help? Oh, pray, pray. I have my time by myself, and I think a lot, and I pray a lot, and uh, God gives me faith, and he's there with me. He's right here by me, and um, we just ask, and he listens. You don't ask, he won't listen, but ask. Definitely. And I have that faith in me, you know, and I believe, I believe that he's going to take care of us. He takes care of me, my, your tata, and uh, if there's not a, another tomorrow, I'm, I am, this is what I say all the time, if there's not another tomorrow, I Um, I see my son grow up to be a young man, a grandpa, my daughter, a mom. And my grandsons, you, Baba, Clarissa, Erica. And I thank God that he gave me this opportunity to see you guys grow up and my great grandkids that God bless me with my three little grand grandkids and I'm just proud to be here all these years and um, Tata feels like that too you know feels the same way we did our part already you know we did our part and I am so proud of you guys, each and every one of you. I am so proud of you. And I love you more. We love you more and more. Definitely. I love you too. Yes. And I'm always, um, I I guess I don't know if I'm the, old, if I'm the oldest, you know? Um, yes, you old, Oldest grandson. Yes. I've always been a little bit more aware of how much you guys provide and help us out, you know? Uh -huh. You guys, you guys have always helped us out. 
all of us. All I guess it could be from me, from my dad, all the way down to Chloe, and we always appreciate that a lot. I think the people, like, the people, won't even understand how much you guys helped mm-hmm. us. How much? How important is that? Important is it to you and thought to help us, your family? We want the best for you guys. We don't want to be. We don't want you to be hurting. I want you to be happy, but remember, always remember, God comes first in your life. He does. And you have to, that's why when you come over here, I bless you, because I don't know if I'm going to see you again. You uh-huh. know? But that's the way I am. i always been like that, you know? I, I don't want you guys, I don't want you to be struggling Oh, I don't have no money for this. I don't have no money for this. no, because we've been through that. Me and Tata. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we had to count our pennies and nickels and dimes to go buy some to eat when we first started get when we got married. You know, you're not gonna believe this, but I told you already. Mm-hmm. But I know you believe me. You know, we had a struggle. We went sometimes we went without, but it's okay. We were together. Me and Tata. Mm-hmm. We were happy. Mm-hmm. We loved each other. You know, and we love each other to this day, to the end, you know. Definitely. 53 years is a long time. Yes, it is. What would be your advice to anybody who's trying to make it right now? Because some people, I'm not talking about anybody, but some people can't even go five years now. nowadays. I know. People go in, it, it's, it, it's like a damn revolving door. They go in and out. What would be your biggest advice to married couples? Trust each other. Communicate. Sometimes the wife gets mad and they say, well, I'm going down my mom's. Nope. That's not good. Uh-uh. And then they start cussing at each other. Now, the devil's there. Uh-uh. Nope. Just keep away. Go, guys get mad. Go outside. Come back. You know. 53 years isn't isn't easy, I, I assume, too, right? No. Oh, God. That's a long time. I still can't believe it. That, the 50th was like three years ago. That was a yeah. great party. That was a great party. Yeah. And I'm really, I'm, I'm proud, Nana. A lot of my friends, like I said, all my friends, too, you know, they don't have their um their grandparents anymore. And just be with you guys, it's an honor, too. It's it's really special. Uh-huh. Okay, we're back from a brief interlude. But, yeah, now like I was saying, it's been, um, I'm proud of being your grandson, Tata's grandson also. You guys have always helped me out so much. I can't even repay you guys. Like, words can't even tell you how much we, I love you and we love you guys, you know? I know, um, mm-hmm. and we're, we are aware too. I think I'm almost 30. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. And I'm lucky. I'm real lucky. A lot of, like, like I said, my other, my, on the other side, I didn't get to see my Tata past 20, you know? And I get to be here with Tata now. Yeah. A lot of my friends don't have their grandpa. They never met their grandpa, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 53 years, Nana. And Tata was... How long did you roof, Tata? Huh? How long were you roofing for? 40 years. 40 years, Tata? 40-some years. How happy were you when Tata finally retired, Nana? I was... I kept telling him. For a long time, we told him to stop yeah. roofing. I go, stop roofing now. You know, <laughs> you're not moving too fast. No, <laughs> Yes, I am. <laughs> He didn't want to. He didn't want to, but uh, he retired now, and um, it's not easy for him. At first, he was really—I thought he was going to get de- kind of depressed, but 
Or nope. Come on, Ernie. Let's go somewhere. Come on. Okay, okay, you know. I think they, they say, too, after retirement, you know, people go down. Yeah. And that's something I think we always did. We never want to thought to do that, you know? Yes. So I think he's been, I'm glad he's, I'm glad he's done roofing, though. Yeah. We waited a long time for that, you know? I'm really, he worked his ass off. Yeah. He's one of the hard, they call, he is probably the hardest working person I know. Mm -hmm. So it was, we were, think we were really proud of him to mm -hmm. finally paying up the damn roof. Because mm -hmm. roofing's not an easy, it's not an easy job. You like roofing? I, I hated roofing, you know? I went, <laughs> yeah. They took me up there one time too, and I was not. That's not for me either, you know. Mm -hmm. I know Bubba kind of enjoys it, but he like yeah. Bubba's a worker, you know. Yeah. I'm not a worker. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to say it. Um, but with I guess with the later years, Nana, how do you feel now at your age? How are you feeling health wise? Like, do you feel okay? I know you have, you know, sometimes you have diabetes, you tell me about your sugar all the time. How do you feel right now? I feel okay right now. I have my good days and bad days when I eat. I don't supposed to eat stuff, you know, but mm -hmm. sugar. But uh, right now, uh, thank God, I'm still here, you know, and uh, I feel pretty good, you know. Mm -hmm. I think we, we we definitely want you guys to be as healthy as can be you know I think we do worry about you guys a lot mm -hmm. and I think that's with everybody but yeah. that's that's how we're supposed to be you know but I tell you guys too I don't you worry so much about us all the time you know I don't know we tell you all the time not to worry but I get it though too you want us you know you want what's best for us you know mm -hmm. so that's I think what I could take from you guys I guess when I could look back and say what lessons I learned from you guys is try to save a damn dollar yes. and be there for family I try to be there for my family as much as I can too. Mm -hmm. I'll book Bob and Chris, so you know, uh -huh. whatever I could do with my brother and Chris, I'll do whatever I can. And then Erica too. Yes. And I, you guys really showed me how to do that, and that's really important to me, you know, because I think that's that's all we got. Yes. We always said too, you know, we don't have friends. <laughs> mm -hmm. Friends, mm -hmm. we have family only. Yes. So that's yeah. something that's really important to me. Um, I was going, what, else, what else did you want to go into, Nana? So let's dive back into the kids real fast, Nana. So how um you guys helped my, my helping my dad out with school was a big deal for you guys. Is that something you guys planned for his whole life? Like this is what we're gonna save for college. We're gonna help yes. him with college. Yes, because I know he wasn't gonna be no labor. Yeah, definitely. You know? And I knew he was into books and mm -hmm. studying and all that. You know. And someday he was gonna get married, and he's gonna support a family. Mm -hmm. Easy, e something easy for them, you know. Definitely. <laughs> and I know he's had a hard, but dad, he wasn't easy the last couple of years for my for dad either. The last twenty years, especially with us, you know. How proud of you were him? Were you of him when he retired? He's oh. only forty nine. Good God, that guy. Forty nine. I am so proud of him. He worked his way up to the ladder. I was so proud of him. Tata and I were so proud of him, you know. Mm -hmm. And he's a talker. I was gonna say, now we get that from you. Yeah. <laughs> I think we definitely. People always wonder where we get our talking from. I think we definitely get it he's from you. He's uh, very smart, and he'll explain it to you. Sometimes, like before, I used to say, "Mijo, what did you say?" Oh, well, don't use those words. <laughs> use easy words. Okay, and then he would explain to me, you know. But he's always. He's always been there for me, for us, mm -hmm. and we've been there for him in good times and bad. 
She's definitely had some hard. She's been. She's yeah, been had some very rough hard times. times. I almost lost him twice. Definitely. And um, God doesn't need him yet. He's here for a reason, for you guys, yes. for his grandbabies. And I, I love him so much. I definitely see and a I change with him. Oh yeah! Shout out to Donna too. Donna's a great woman. Yeah, Donna is. She treats the kids really. She treats all of us really great. Yeah, she is. I love I'm her a lot. Happy for her. We love her. Have patience, Donna. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and my daughter too. And uh, she has her home. She has her two jobs. <laughs> and uh, I am so proud of them. I I can't stop thinking. And saying that I am so proud of them, what they become, Definitely. you know, and I am happy when Tate and I are gone, I will be, um, they're not going to be hurting, Definitely. you know, they're not going to, they're okay, they're going to be okay. Is that something you think about a lot? Yes, because we're not here forever. Yes. You know, we're not here forever. Right now, I'm talking to you. Tomorrow, I don't know. And that's why I wanted to do this too, nine. Because, like I said, I'm not, I'm not naive. I'm not stupid. No, not, you're very smart. I know <laughs> we're not here forever. You know. Yeah. Um. I told them, is that something like we used to? You guys do think about that, I guess. Like, yeah. What do we not leave, but we want to make sure you guys are okay before you know, God causes us home and whatnot. Yes. So you guys, is that something you guys not think about a lot, but you guys are okay with that? Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're not, like I said, we're not here forever, mijo. You know. And you always say, too, what would we do without you? Like, yes. good God, we hate when you say that shit. Well. <laughs> but it's the truth, though, huh? I know you guys will survive. I showed you how to cook. I showed you how to wash. Uh, I don't know about clean house. But uh, <laughs> you're trying, yes, all of you guys, and um, my grandkids, <laughs> and uh, you guys. It's gonna be okay. You guys are gonna be okay. Uh-huh. It's crazy to see my dad's grandfather or Tata. I know. Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah. He's changed a lot. Yes. I think he's changed a lot. Yes. Um, in a good way, of course. Yeah. I get kind of jealous. I'm not gonna lie. Why? I get jealous of the kids. You do? Yes, because I go... Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not a bad thing, but me and Bubba, because you know how he is with the kids. He, he's always... He, and I, I, we got hugs, but it's different with the kids. Yes. <laughs> and me and Bubba get jealous all the time. I think of them. But that thing is different with your grandkids. You know, they with your kids. I don't know how I don't know how that is yet, but it's just funny. It's, a great, it's great to see him, though. Like He yeah. really loves those kids a lot, and mm-hmm. it brings a different... I don't know. Like a light out of him. Uh-huh. His eyes light up. Yeah. And that's always... I'm sure you guys felt like that with us too, yes. you know? Oh, yeah. Well, you're the first one that made us a grandma and grandpa. And, um, oh, yeah. You used to come in... People don't understand how much I was over here. Yes, you were always over here. No, I'm always, 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 always over, over here. here. I always, it. you know, and um, to take you to pick you up at school, all of you guys, all... Four of you. Uh, Mount Vernon, Sierra, and Foothill. Foothill. Mm-hmm. There goes Nana picking up the kids. There uh, goes yeah. Nana. Uh huh. We did that. No, you did so much for us. It's crazy. I didn't. Yeah. 
Actually, I don't forget that. I just put it back in my mind sometimes. Like, damn. And it was so hot waiting in the car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, man. I thought, I don't know, man. Just time flies by, you know? I didn't know. I didn't know 10 years from high school to now was going to fly by so fast. Mm -hmm. Like, life was just going to happen, you know? Yes. And I'm not scared of it either, but I'm like, okay, this is, I got to figure it out, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think I do have it figured out sometimes. Yeah. But I don't know. I think, but I, I do remember always being over here. And like I said with my dad, it's crazy to see him as a doctor because he just has a, a different love, you yes. know, like it's it's beautiful to see. It's crazy, but me and Bubba get jealous of him though. Really, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, we always get jealous. You no, know, he's with the babies. He's oh, come here. I'm like, man, how come he didn't give you a hug like that? We just just you know yeah. bullshitting with them. He's funny though. He's really he cares about those kids. And they're gonna probably be with just like the way we are here with you. Mm -hmm. That's the way they're gonna be with him. Mm -hmm. Jaden, mm -hmm. all right, that kid's smart. Uh huh. I think uh, he's an employee. He's so he's he's smarter than me. I think at that at my yeah. age, yeah. he's he knows so much. He knows so much. He and it's it's a I don't know how to say it. It's like he, he know he's still to me. I forget that he's only eight years old, seven years old. I feel like he's a he's a little big kid sometimes. Yeah. You know, I've tried, I gotta slow down a little bit. He's just a baby still, but. He can still he he he's aware of a lot of things too, you know. Yeah. He likes to ask questions. That's the way I yeah. was. I remember I was always like that, asking questions. So it's kind of it's it's. He it's, talks. Excuse me. He talks a lot like his grandpa. Talk, talk, talk. He wants to know every detail. He does. It's, just like you. You know, <laughs> it's it's crazy how it kind of just had it's it's a cycle. Mm -hmm. And Cameron, mm -hmm. Cameron's just like Bubba. Yeah. He's funny. Oh, I love that kid. I love that kid so much. You see his little teeth? Yes. <laughs> I felt so bad for him. Oh man. We seen him at Target and he was we bought him some toys. He was oh, he spoiled as hell. Yeah. I love that little boy. I love him a lot. Yeah. And Abriel's smart. She's gonna yeah. probably be the oh, and they're all smart, but Abriel's really, really she's very spoiled. talking. Spoiled. Aye, aye. Mm -hmm. She's talking already. She's so smart. It's crazy. I can't believe Chloe has three kids. Yeah. Time flies, though, you know? It does. Time flies. And that's the thing we need. Um, I really want to do this tonight because I want to appreciate it, all the time we have with, uh -huh. with you and Tata and just with all of us. Because, like you said, we have things could happen one day. I've been, I've, I experienced that. I see some of my friends. Mm -hmm. One day they're here, one day they're gone. Mm -hmm. So I think it was really important to um, just get some of your story yeah. on. The mm -hmm. podcast, you know, we yes. could do this for hours and hours, but I just wanted to come by real fast and just, just kind of introduce you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you. And this is episode fifty. This is what I do. This is a podcast. This is what we just talked about all day. We just, it's called shooting the shit. Really, <laughs> the STS podcast. Really, we just we're just here to talk. Wow. Um. What's my, do you have anything um you want to say to the kids? I know everybody's going to be listening to us, to the kids and um, to the family. You got anything to say to them? To my family. Yes. Which I said it. Um, I think I did say it all. Um, just remember, you guys love each other. God comes first. We're blessed. I am blessed. We are blessed. You guys are blessed, too. And... Uh, Take care of each other. We love you. We love you more. And uh, 
Save for a rainy day. Save for a rainy day. That's what we're probably gonna po- we're gonna save. We're gonna call the podcast "Saving for a Rainy Day." And the way it is right now, it's scary. God, God. We just pray to God that we don't get sick and you guys be safe. Have you ever seen anything like this? Remember in the beginning, all the stores were empty and yeah, that's crazy, huh? Yeah, it's kind of scary a little bit. I hope we don't go into another lockdown. I know. I'm not really. I'm not ready for that. We at all. go to the groceries with our little list and come out with our masks and oh my god, it's scary. It's gonna get back. They're gonna start. I think they're saying you know they're gonna start the whole tissue thing again and like everybody's gonna be stocking up again. But that's what kind of happens. It was too damn soon. They opened too soon. Yeah, I think they did. They didn't want to listen. They wanted to get back. They thought life would just go back to normal, but it doesn't work like that, especially yeah. with this, whatever this disease is or this virus. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens, though. I don't, I don't. It's scary, though, but I'm glad you guys are healthy. We got to yeah. keep, stay healthy, please. Mm-hmm. Good God. Okay. All right, Nana. Well, this is going to be episode 50, Safe for Rainy Day. This is Ernie C. Nana, want to say goodbye? Goodbye, everybody. All right, you guys. Bye-bye. Man, y'all, so listen to that interview with my Nana. Uh, was awesome. I'm so glad she did this, and uh, I know I'm so lucky to have her. My daughter's still my name. My daughter Alice also. Uh, a lot of my friends, a lot of people I know, don't have the luxury of having their grandparents. So I'm real glad that uh, she hopped on. It's gonna be something to look back on, and you know, in, in 10, 20 years, and we can always have this. This is something we could cherish. Um, another thing, just uh, we didn't get to a lot of topics because you know what, honestly. Well, my grandparents, I like to keep a lot of our moments, I guess, close to the chest. I don't like to um, share those moments. I want my moments with my grandparents to be between, and I don't want to get junky and choked up now, between us. Um, they're special to me. I love my grandparents a lot, and I don't want my, um, I want my, par- I want my memories to be between us. It's something that we will always remember. It's something that I could always um cherish and I'll never forget. Um, again, I'm sorry for I tried to get emotional. I get real emotional with my grandparents. Um, they're living guardian angels. I don't think my grandparents have ever told me no. They've always been there. They still still there for me. They've always helped me out whenever I needed something. I could always talk to them without them judging me. They give me so much great advice on me and my girlfriend now. Um, they're loving. They're, oh man, they're so full of wisdom. They're, honestly, man, they're angels here on earth. And um, I love my Nana so much. As you guys could tell in our interview, it's, it was real good. Just listening to that interview again, just editing it a little bit. Um, special. And um, again, I like to keep my memories, my grandparents, my memories. I don't really post on um, social media. Th- you know, when we go out to dinner with them, or we take them out, or we just do things for them, or just help them out and try to do what they've done for us all our lives. That's not. I don't. I, don't, I just like to keep that sacred. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. I know I did. My nana's first time being interviewed, so it was fun. But um, hey. Now we're gonna go on to the second interview with our special, our special guest. Excuse me, Gabriel Bossy again. He's gonna, he's a he's returning 
home to Bakersfield. He lives in Chicago, but he's going to make Bakersfield his home again. Uh, he's been out for, with a groin injury the last year, but he's ver he's committed to um, Bakersfield College, the JC out here in Bakersfield, California. Really happy for this kid. Really talented player. He has the killer instinct. He's smart. He 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 facilitates the game. He plays defense. He doesn't take a playoff. Um, he's one of those players. Like I said, and we'll find out find out in the interview when he was ruled ineligible. He was still at every practice. That showed me we had the character that he had. A lot of players don't wouldn't do that, especially when they knew they had no chance to play on the floor with their teammates. He was still there trying to make everybody better, and he's overcome the odds. He's overcome so many. Hardships, you know, just living in in Chicago. Well, just with he has a lot of friends, a lot of family um, that are pretty put uh, that are put in dangerous situations, and um, I'm just happy that he's gonna come back to basketball, do what he loves. But like I told him too, I just want you to succeed in life. I just want you to be a great person in life. You know, being a great basketball player is awesome, but I want you to just be good in life. And one of my guys. I really hope you guys enjoy this. This is going to be episode 50, y'all. Again, make sure you guys follow us on STS Podcast 661. Monumental episode today. Save for a rainy day. We're going to end this with Gabriel Bossy, y'all. My name is Ernie C, the Gap 2 Genius. I appreciate you guys listening. And here we go to our interview with Gabriel Bossy, now of the Bakersfield College Renegades. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. We're back with another exclusive interview. This is actually going to be on the monumental episode 50 of the STS Shooting the Shit podcast. It's a little late um, on my end. It's about 10 o'clock over here. Um, but uh, we're going to have my guy Gabriel Bossy on right now. And, uh, damn, it's been a long day for me. I just got back from San Diego, but I definitely had to... Um, Show some love for my guy Gabriel. He has a big announcement. Um, he wanted to do it last night, but I told my guy that he should definitely, um, you know, do it. Do it first on his um, on his platform, and then we'll come over here and we'll do it on the, the off the flight on the on the STS podcast. So uh, my guy Boss is on now. As soon as he requests to be in the live, we'll definitely get this interview started. Let's see, and it's actually an honor to have my guy, um, Gabriel Bossy. Um, I had him his senior year in high school, and let's add him real fast here, y'all. We're going to get this started right now. Again, this is going to be episode 50 of the STS podcast, a monumental podcast, and we got my guy, Gabriel Bossy. What's up, bro? Man, live from Chi Town. If you guys don't know, um, Boss is actually living and residing in Chicago. That's his hometown right now. Um, uh, Gabe, just real fast, my guy. If you want to just introduce yourself, um, to the viewers or terribly on the podcast. All right, for sure. Uh, Gabriel Bossy. Um, uh, my name from Chicago. Uh, who I played up my senior year out in uh, Cali. Well, I should have. I enrolled at uh, Foothill. Got rules and eligible. Um, yeah, it's about it, you know, not give them too much, yeah. Currently 20 years old, right? 19. 19. Just turned 19. Just turned 19. Oh, duh, we just talked to you for your birthday. Yeah, sorry about that, bro. 
Okay, Gabriel. So you want you wanted to do this yesterday, but um, let's do this today. You're since you already announced it, my guy. Um, right. let's start with your big announcement. Then we'll start from the beginning to where we're at now. injury that stopped me from uh, uh, decided to I decided to just take the year off because um, I had a big groin injury and a hip injury like some big, big strains definitely and I didn't want to sit up, be around the scene for two years you know just be around the scene for two years so you know I told everybody I was going I was going to be back but uh, nobody really believed me they thought you know I was just going to be you know out here bullshitting or whatever yeah definitely but people obviously don't know me so you know I'm in very good shape right now. Uh, you know, uh, got vengeance on my mind. So definitely, bro. I think mm-hmm. you got a um a chip on your shoulder. Yeah, a major chip on my shoulder. And that's something that's gonna always drive you, especially as an athlete, just to um you know it's gonna put you in that that fit that that sixth gear that you know you, you um that some guys have, some guys don't. You you know, and you have that killer instinct, and that's something that um a lot of people are not born with and you have to be born with it so i don't think you could develop that you could develop what you have but if you don't have that killing instinct you don't got it my guy so you're going to be committed to bakersfield college you're renegade now bro i just want to tell you congratulations um proud of you my guy it's um been a long time coming i honestly haven't seen you play basketball since uh fuck summer league of what a couple years ago at cal state and that was yeah, a, like a real game. Yeah. yeah, that was the last time I've seen you play any type of basketball, bossy. Um, just from the beginning, man, you were transferred from Chicago. Um, came to Foothill. That's the that's the year we won the ring. You're part of that team. Um, you were ruled ineligible for whatever reason. Um, since then they've changed that rule, which is kind of bullshit. But you know how that goes with the district sometimes. Um. If that if that rule was implemented now, you would have been on that squad and contributed um, significantly, my guy. Um, yeah. I don't. I know a lot of guys. This is no knock to anybody. I think I think a lot of guys around the town like to little bro um, some of these players. You know what I mean? But really ain't doing anything and don't really back that up. And I'm really honored to say that you're my little. You're like a little brother to me, my guy. Um, one of the first players I think one of the first players I ever like, you know, brought to the house around the family, going taking out going out to yeah. eat. I remember when we went to La Colonia and that place ain't even open no more, my G on the yeah. east side. <laughs> so yeah. so what's been um since then, bro, what's been pushing you, driving you to get to the point where you are now that you're ready to come back and play some basketball, Gabe? Uh honestly, so I had a rough uh junior. I had um like an interesting experience uh in Chicago. My junior that I really don't want to speak on because it'll be too no, definitely. long and detailed. It. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, my senior year I didn't play, and you know that really killed me. I, I, I pretended like you know like I was on straight, but like that really killed me inside. So it really gave me like a major chip on my shoulder. And yes. then the fact that I got injured, like going into going into the summer for college uh, last summer, I got injured like real bad. With your groin, that killed me. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. my groin, my. So, um, when then I every 
everybody was telling me, like, when I told everybody I was going to take the year off, everybody told me, like, uh, like, oh, uh, you're going to get fat. Like, you, you just stay in school. Definitely. And then it was telling me, like, oh, if you're not going to hoop, you should just go get a job. Yes. Uh, like, like, you're going to lose the passion for it. I'm like, what? Like, like man, like, people don't really know me. Like, dog. like people going to tell me what I, like, no disrespect to nobody, like, who's really worked with me out. But, like, I really work myself out my Shape, so oh, <laughs> talking about joining the game, clutch. No, listen to Damo, bro. Yeah, man, Damo be on some other stuff. <laughs> and I, like, so to hear people say that, like, you know, I always remember that I kept in the back of my head the whole time, like, I already was gonna come back for sure. But, like, to hear everybody say that, like, everybody said, like, it really, like, people I was close to, like, to hear everybody say, I was like, okay, I'm like, for sure, bet. Yeah, definitely. So, I remember when you told me, bro, I don't know if you, you, I'm not saying you were scared telling me, but you were kind of like, Earn, I need to tell you something, but I don't want you to be mad at me type of vibe that you weren't going to play. And I told you, like, my guy, as long as you're okay, because it's always bigger than ball to me, you know what I mean? I want you to be a a great person, a great man, make good decisions, especially now you're back into the shy. And we were just talking yesterday about how many killings did they have this weekend? About 23, 25? I'm like that. It was like a hundred some shooters. Yeah, like, and you're like, oh, that happens all the time. Like, I don't want yeah, you to be a, part, I don't want you to be a part of that statistic, my guy. I, that's what I always yeah. told you, especially when you went back home. So, um, yeah, I definitely feel what you say. I know how people are. You know, oh, this kid's gonna just give up his dream and just he's gonna go work and, and like to get fat, get lazy, and just pursue and get in trouble. You know what I mean? I would never. <laughs> I would never. Definitely. So with Coach Hughes, bro, how was he always in constant um in touch with you all the time? Was that a, a consistent thing? Yeah, that's um that's why I think uh what really made me decide to you know even stay with them even more because he always check up on me. Um, and boss hands in my face. Um, this, um, nah, like he would always check up on me, and he was a uh, you know sort of supportive. Well, throughout my injury, he was supportive of my, my whole decision. And I told him, like, I didn't just leave on no bad terms. I told him straight up, like, man. I told him my MRI was off. So I'm like, man, I might just take the year off. I'm like, I'm going to be back next year, though, for sure. Definitely. So the whole time I was in contact with him, he was keeping in contact with me. So, you know, um, and I'm still in contact with him. So it's, uh, it's all good. I'm just ready to play, honestly. And what do you think your role's going to be on that squad, bro? My role on the squad? Um. Man, I'll say just, like, a lot of toughness. Um, Definitely. Yeah, just a lot of toughness. Just, uh, I don't really want to speak on uh, what I'm going to do too much, you know, just because I'm not, that's really not my character. To, but, like, I'm going to bring a lot to the table, for sure. Definitely. Love you, too, Damo. Love you, too, my G. I think um, what I was telling you yesterday, what gives you a big advantage right now, no one has film on you the last two, three years. And you're not a player that, and you're gifted enough to take the year off, and you're gonna work your ass off just to get back in that rotation and be able to uh, leave like you never left. Right. So that's gonna be something we really look forward to, Bossy. And um, I'm glad you're coming back to the field, but for, for playing for BC, that's a that's a big move, bro. Not a lot of players get the opportunity just to play college ball, but you're now you're coming back to the field. How long was that? Um, how long did it take for you to make that decision? Um, I really, like I said, like, um, I kind of already knew. I always want, the first 
first reason why I wanted to go to Bakersfield in the first place was because a lot of people love Bakersfield. So, um, I don't, uh, I don't like, uh, people who down talk. Like, I like starting something new, like, by myself. Like, I don't, I like starting. Like, the squad went to Chicago, like, literally, I started that on myself. Like, they want, they're a good team in Chicago now, but me and this other dude, we actually started it. Like, it was a horrible school in a horrible division. We just built it up. Definitely. So, as far as Bakersfield. I don't think Bakers feel horrible. You know, people be down talking on a BC or whatever. And that's all cool. That's really why I want to go there. So, you know, just prove a point that you can go anywhere and do what you want to do. Definitely. So, cool. You don't got to go to no top school to uh, be a top dog, basically. And you can, and this is just, honestly, this is a stepping stone to my guy to show what you yeah. have. You know, senior year, um, Man, you would have added so much to the team. I know we want to stay and whatnot, but you would have added more, you know, toughness, accountability. You're a leader. Um, that's I won't give away. I'm not gonna give away everything I think you could do, just because um, you never know who's watching. But you have the killer instinct, boss. You have vision. You're a leader, and you're you, you hold people accountable. Um, one thing I respected about you, my guy. I think I told you this too, especially when you're kind of down and out when this whole ineligible shit was going on. You were still at practice every day. Yeah, for sure. The average person, maybe I would have too. Fuck it, I'm gone. I ain't coming back. If I ain't gonna play, why am I gonna be here? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that crossed your mind, but you, you, you were a man, and that's what kind of um, they gravitated uh, me towards you, um, and that's what brought us close because you're a man, bro. We could have, we were, we were always honest with each other, even when sometimes you were pissed off, didn't want to talk to anybody. Um, we were able to connect and, you know, kind of get away from the game and just speak one-on-one. Um, my brother Virus, yeah. my pops, they love you, bro. They got a lot of respect for you, too. So, definitely, my guy. So, to have you back home, yeah. dude, uh, this is your new home, bro. It's going to be really exciting. And to have Eli, Eli's going to be back with you, too. That's going to be that one-two punch that yeah. people... Um, I ha- I'm gonna be honest. I haven't followed what Eli's done the last year, but if he if he's um, if he's gotten better since the last our state title run, I'm really excited about how that's gonna work out. I think Eli Eli gonna bring a lot to the table. I think he'll you know he's an athletic slasher. I'm sure he added some a few, uh, some more stuff to his game, so I think he's gonna be a real important piece. Definitely. So, yeah. With um. What have you been doing to get you growing back, um, to make it stronger? What you been, uh, how those workouts have been so far? Man, my groin took so long to get better. It probably took like six months. Like uh, I thought it was going to get better, it just wouldn't get better. So I really I had to rest it. Then I had to do hella uh, little groin workouts. And just like the thing with the groin was like um, – I couldn't go too hard, and I couldn't go too soft. I had to, like, find what was right in the middle. Because if you go too, uh, if you don't do nothing, or if you don't do enough, I would get better. If you go too hard, you're just going to fuck it up again. Yes. So I had to find balance, and it took a long time, but, uh, yeah, it finally got better. That took a while, bro. People don't understand. Those groin injuries are not something that just happens overnight, and it's healed. The groin and the hip, like, man, I used to roll out of bed. Like, every morning when I roll out of bed, even, like, I just feel it. Definitely. Like, even walking, like, getting out the shower, you know, we you lift your leg to get up over the top. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, like, yes. it, it wasn't it wasn't nothing to play about. Like, it was real. Like, it was a lot of nights where I was thinking, like, man, like, 
this ain't never gonna get better. Like I might as well just stop. But you know, I, I always just get my head back on straight. So. How much do you miss competing, bro, and being on a team? Oh man, a lot. It's been it's been like two since my junior year. So like, man, I can't really even uh, words can't really uh, even explain it. But uh, yeah, I'm really uh, I'm very excited. I think, man, dude, you're such a lo- you're such a lucky person, lucky man, bro. Because since junior year to now, not a lot of opportunities come to say, "Hey, um, we're gonna put you on our basketball team," especially yeah. in college. So yeah. that I hope that that um, everybody kind of realizes what type, how much grit and how much uh, skill, heart you have, bro. Um, mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people say, you know, it's not just about what you have on the basketball court; it's what you have on off the court, and. I hope people really get to, um, just people who get to uh, talk to you, bro, could really see you're a genuine good person, my guy. Um, You were raised right. You have respect. Uh, That's something you can't teach either. You either have it or you don't. Uh, I know a lot of kids who are assholes who who were great on the basketball court, but their character sucked. And I know some of these coaches ask for that. And, hey, do I want a cancer on my squad? And that's something you've never been, Bossy. I've never seen you mope, bitch, complain. Um, just as your coach, bro, I was really honored to um, I was really honored to have you on the squad, bro. And like I told you last night, I want you to do well. I know you're gonna do well. If you need anything, my guy, um, you know where to find me. Um, I'm glad you're coming back home. I feel like I told you too. When you come back to Bakersfield, you're safe. I feel a lot better. Feel a lot better when you're back in the field, my guy, and not in the shy. Shout out to the shy. No disrespect to the shy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, too. I'm straight over there, too. Definitely, bro. So, um, do you, what, what, um, so, what are your goals for this year before we head out? say you mimic your game after you're a point guard so who would you say yeah you kind of okay that's what yeah who that that's who um, um i guess motivates you uh i would say uh isaiah thomas um damian lillard they're probably the main two isaiah thomas and damian lillard i look up some both a lot i can yeah. see that in your game a lot bro what i've seen in your game you know, you have vision, you can drive, and you're going to get, you know, you're going to make, you're going to facilitate the game, make it easier for everybody. That's something that, you know, coaches love that, bro. Coaches fucking love that. And I'm glad Coach Hughes, you know, kept the contact, kept the eye on you, bro, and you're a renegade. Welcome to BC, my G. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Do you have anything to say to anybody out there? Any shout-outs or anything at all, my guy? <laughs> Shout out to everybody who tried a little bro. You and said, "Oh, bossy, it's over, my guy. This dream of yours, this passion, the thing that you love the most, is never gonna come back." Yeah, not for real. And it's for gonna real. be, man. It's gonna be fucking fantastic to see you on the court. And all, like I said, I'll be there at, at any game I can make, my G. 
I mean, EC2 would definitely be out there, bro. All right, bet for sure. Sure. Alright my guy, I'll see you. Um hopefully you say you're doing a touchdown in August. August, yeah. August. Cool my guy. We'll keep a touch till then, bro, and uh, congrats again. Enjoy this moment, dude. Time goes by fast. Life happens real fast, my G, so enjoy this, my guy. Keep working. Alright, for sure. Alright, bro, I love you. I'll see you later, alright? EC3, make sure you save this video, man. I am my G I'm gonna post it right now, my guy. Alright, best. Stay all right. Stay I love you, my G. I'll all see right. you later. Alright. And y'all, that was my interview with Gabe Rabasi. He is the newest member. He has committed to Bakersfield College, Bakersfield Renegades. Make sure you guys check him out this season. It's going to be real, real interesting. It's a comeback story that uh, not many get. And I uh, can't wait to have him on. And that's going to be one of the interviews we have for this podcast. The STS, episode 50.